0: Michelle, what? What? I think I'll leave this thing because it's quite entertaining. I'm very tired of working all day. I said a new person. Oh, I can talk about that in terms of what I've been doing. I just realized something there. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I'm going to keep that for later, Rebecca. I'm just going to have to wait and find out what I was going to say. Hi, I'm Michelle from... The, I very rarely swap this around. I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Welcome to the Living Enlightened Podcast. Mm, that's it. All
0: right. I got to around the wrong way. All right. Let's go. Let's try it again. Oh, love Welcome it. to the Living Enlightened Podcast. I'm Michelle from Michelle Price Lightworker.
1: And I'm Becca from Insightful Connections.
0: <laughs> Can't stop laughing at me. I think this is to do with you falling on the floor more than anything. Or almost falling oh, think- on the floor.
1: Oh, it's brilliant. I needed that. I needed that, but it's normally <laughs> me messing it up. I'm like, and I'm Becca from Living in Light. Who knows?
0: I'm from- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave all of that in there because I think it's very I, funny. I don't know where I'm from
1: half the time.
0: Who knows, Rebecca? <laughs> well, we're from the we're from the galaxy. Let's just say that we're both uh, star seats. Let's put that out there. Um, Welcome all right, to so, the podcast. Yeah. yeah,
1: we are just a couple of spiritually aware chicks who have some interesting interesting there you go interesting interesting things to say When well, we
0: can uh, get our mouth around the words um all right now today our mission rebecca, rebecca. is to get everyone at home to learn something hopefully i look honestly i mean you know <laughs> we're a couple of uh circus performers today it's yep. very entertaining okay. Um, we're going to give you a bit of guidance, and Beck's actually got a card draw today. I did the last one, so it's uh, Rebecca's turn. Um, so Rebecca's going to draw some cards for the listener at home, and uh, let's see. Maybe, maybe for us as well, it might make sense for our show. Usually, it does. Thinking about the show, um, the theme for today is kind of about premonitions, but um, specifically talking about the Dalai Lama and. I guess you know it's more about i guess Dalai lama acceptance you know religion maybe a little bit of that um different beliefs and things like that but mostly around sort of i guess the the positive and you know finding peace and things like that so i guess that's kind of my thought it's a little bit involved um but let's see if we can sort of do something around um around that today babe so what's been going on love what's been happening with you
1: what has been happening with me um Well, all of a sudden, I've learned how to speak again, which is amazing. Hooray!
0: That's a blessing.
1: Yay! (laughs) So from that, I had my niece come and visit me on Friday yesterday, which was (laughs) – I was so looking forward to her coming over. Yeah. (laughs) And I love her. She's turning one next week. Um, This week coming, I should say. She's turning one. And she came over to spend some time with me. So from ten till two, absolutely amazing. Guess what happened?
0: Spewed something.
1: About half an hour into it, she fell asleep.
0: Oh. That's awesome oh that's the best
1: I was like but I, I want to play with you
0: oh really I'd be like so happy I'm like just tip, 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 toad. and I'm like doing my work doing my work I mean that's oh. awesome fantastic oh my
1: goodness so and then she, she like, like, like
0: woke up to go home you're like Bye. Yeah,
1: she, yeah she woke up my mum rang me and um because I sent her a message I'm like how long does she normally sleep for I mean I've got my own children and mm. and um you know if they need to sleep they obviously need the sleep especially turning one they go through growth spurts mm-hmm. and you know lots of big changes and things going on um and she's just like yeah um that's interesting she slept really well last night too and I said well she's obviously she needs it really let's needs just it. let it go
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um so mum she's like well I finished everything I need. it's about 1 she said I finished everything I need to do and I said to her I said um cool i said well she's still asleep why don't you go have a shower before you come over and get her like take some time for yourself go have a shower and she's like oh
0: (gasps) really wow
1: (laughs) bless her because this is her first child yeah um, her first baby um she has she has older um children as well from from her husband's
0: when ah right but not biological yeah, so,
1: yeah not biological but this is her first little one so she's adjusting and she's just starting back at work as as well which mm-hmm. is you know it's all happening and i was just like go have a shower and she came back she said that was the best shower ever
0: and baby woke up when she came like when <laughs> yeah, mum came Mum
1: got uh, she she just started stirring and up in the driveway and i thought oh you little beastie the timing you're a beastie
0: <laughs> the timing. So she just yeah. came to your house to sleep. Well, that's great. <laughs> that's all right. I don't, I don't know if that's your boring, Rebecca. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> what does that oh, mean? First, first yeah. she
1: shared my toast with me. Oh. I made myself th- some toast.
0: Before she, she fell strawberry. asleep.
1: Yeah, before she fell asleep. She's right. like, yeah, I'll have some of that. Thank you.
0: Yep. And then I'm going to so, have a nap.
1: Good night. Yep. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Beck. Thanks, Annie. Beck. Good night.
0: She whiz. And that's the last of it. And then she went home. Right. Bye. That's hilarious. That was
1: great. Love going to Beck's house.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. I love it.
1: So what about yourself, Michelle?
0: Well, uh, Rebecca, I just set a new PB and I'm very proud of it. And I did a big brag fest all over Facebook. I will have you know. I did put a warning up though. I did put a warning up just to let people know that it was a brag fest. Um, But I bit my PB by uh, 30 seconds, which is ridiculous. Because uh, Jason, my husband, bought me new shoes and I was like, right, you know, I'm going to put these things on and I'm going to blast this PB. And so the first week I put the shoes on, I was 15 seconds off and I thought, oh, that's good. That's pretty good. Um, Because before that had been like a minute or two off and I thought, oh, these shoes are pretty good. And then last week I was spewing because I like ran my guts out and I was like worse. I was like 30 seconds off and I'm going, what is going on? It's ridiculous. I felt like I ran my guts out, Rebecca. And then this week I'm there and this older dude, I'll say older dude, um, was in front of me. It was really funny because um, I'd overtaken him and overtook another guy that I know as well. And I was like, "Eh, yes, he is. And I'm like, off we go. And then they overtook me and I'm kind of going, well, it's a bit rude. And so they overtook me. And then I was like running behind them. And it's the three of us. And we're all like pretty much equal distance, but it was like we couldn't catch each other. It was like really annoying. And so I had these guys in front of me and I was just eyeballing. I was like eyeballing. My eyes are like drilling into their backs. And I'm like, I'm going to catch this guy in front of me. And then sometimes I'd like get closer and then further away and closer and further away. And it was like full on. And I'm like running around the frog park. I'm like, here we go. And we're back on the home straight. And I'm like running on the home straight. And then I'm like looking at this guy and I'm like, I'm going to reel this guy in. And he apparently, I didn't know, but he apparently knew I was behind him. Because when we crossed the finish line and I was like, I think that was a really good time. And then he comes over to me, goes, you're a shark. You're a shark. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, I could feel you. I could feel you looking at me, drilling me in my back. And I'm like, <laughs> ooh, hoo, 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 I was, mate. And um, he goes, that made me run faster, um, you know? And I was like, ooh, that's good. Because I felt like I was trying to, you know, chase this guy down. And it was like that just, I mean, 30 seconds is stupid. Usually you beat your time by like a few seconds, you know? Like 30 seconds is a lot to beat a PB by. Um, you know, and so I'm in, I'm well into the 28s now and I've never been in the 28s before. So that was amazing. And he actually came up and thanked me, but I was like, I should be thanking you because I was trying to chase you and catch you. And he was like, you're making me run faster. And I was like, well, there you go. Uh, anyway, Becky, you got a card for us before we get into the show?
1: Well, can I just say congratulations on your PB because that is amazing.
0: Yeah. I'm like bragging all over the place. I'm like telling everyone, like at the hairdresser, I'm like, you know what? i got a PB for God's sakes here. You know, I'm like telling everyone. Um the post he comes to the door, here's your delivery and I'm like mate, got a PB, you know? Um, anyway, continue.
1: <laughs> he's like, What, what, what? She's got peanut butter.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like what's this crazy lady talking about?
1: <laughs> this lady's talking about peanut butter. No, personal best, which is amazing. Yeah, amazing. So how did he go? If you were pushing him. Uh, well I don't know I didn't really
0: I it. didn't really I didn't really ask him I was so excited because I was like I think we got a PB here I, think I, have a P-. I didn't even ask him um so I have no idea I have no idea to be honest um <laughs> but yeah it, it probably would have been a pretty good time for him because he was an older dude as I said and I was like I was pretty impressed with him to be honest like running that fast
1: and you can't underestimate the power of new shoes
0: well that's the truth that is the truth. Right. I was a bit disappointed, Back, I mean, it was 15 seconds off and I was like, come on, come on, guys. What's going on with these shoes? Um, and then last <laughs> week when it was worse, I was like, oh, because I mean, you know, summer's, you know, not good. Like summer's really hot. So the best time to do PBs is in winter, obviously, because it's a bit colder. So um, I really wanted to get it done. And I had that in the back of my mind today. I'm thinking, Michelle, it's not going to be cold for much longer. And no one ever breaks a PB in summer. That's just the truth because it's just freaking hot. So yeah, winter's definitely the best time. Anyway, let's have a look at this card, Rebecca.
1: So the cards I have drawn today, there's actually two that came out, and I was just sort of looking at them. these are the ascended master cards. So yeah. These are like, oh, they're pretty. Bye, These are amazing, absolutely amazing. So the first one that came out was ascended master Orkan. So this is about courage and adventures. And the message that comes with this card, check that out. Check that out. UFOs. Yeah. It's UFO. But it's got a UFO on it. So it says, hero energy, courage assists us to say yes to the divine light, yes to life, yes to being here on earth. You are the defender of the truth, Master Orkin, uh, you are the defender of the truth master orkin wants you to be a hero of some kind in your life be it at work in your career in your home life with friends dare to be who you really are do not hide your light i feel like that was for you michelle <laughs> you need to be more that. adventurous in your life right now travel and excitement at yours so this is associated with even though it's got the the aqua on it the colors aqua it is actually a um Ascended Master Orkan is the sacral chakra and solar plexus. oh ah, that's unusual. Which is interesting because there's like the blues and the greens there. So, yeah. You know, yeah, it's more
0: throat. It looks more throat space and heart. It does really.
1: throat space. But the second card that came out, which is probably more. Oh, you know,
0: look at the color! Incredible. Look at the color. The that's solar chakra. Yeah. And
1: this is I am, I can, and I can self-worth and confidence
0: brilliant so this is your
1: self-esteem your confidence and your power solar plexus is your inner sun your light which the other card was talking all about. about yeah um and is about your relationship with yourself and how you feel about yourself
0: wow so
1: from here comes self-esteem self-confidence self-worth or self-doubt this is also the seat of your power the more genuine self-worth you feel the more empowered you are The more self-doubt you have the less empowered you feel Mm. so if you're frustrated with fear and doubt holding you back open and heal your solar plexus chakra by meditating on the symbol so we'll put Mm. that up there also and the mantra for this chakra is i am and i can
0: wow
1: so and this is like it says you know it's about um letting in your light your inner sun and your inner light which i think is kind of a little bit relevant
0: oh totally and the two of them are perfect together
1: and the two of them yeah Mm. amazing
0: so yeah i love that up on the those little sayings are really good too just repeat those ones at the end that you just said i am and something else
1: i said
0: i am and i can or something
1: i am and i can
0: yeah oh well there you go (laughs) exactly what i just said i am um, and i can you should have a shocking memory so i'm really surprised to yeah. remember that um but i really like that and i feel like that's um great going into today's episode because last week we did talk about the shadow self and um you know a lot of people were sort of afraid of that and that's why we wanted to follow up with something like this because it's a little bit more there's a bit more light you know coming in and it is all about taking your power back which is what beck was just talking about and that's i am true. and i can so it's all about positive um and that
1: that first one saying yeah. you know say yes to the divine light yeah and say so yes to life yes to being here on earth
0: mm-hmm. that's it it's just you are to make like, a choice yeah absolutely yeah and that makes a lot of sense because we did a starseed episode recently and I was saying to back then that um I didn't want to be down here I was like kind of just go back up I mean I was three mm-hmm. at the time so let's be you know a little bit flexible here but um yeah I was only three and I was just like I want to go back up there I'm in this silly life what's this silly earth thing Anyway, um, <laughs> moving into the uh, show, uh, Beck, I've actually been dreaming a lot and I don't know about you, but um, when we were doing Kundalini, um, I found it really interesting because I was looking at my little watch and it links to, it's a Garmin, so it links to my phone and it shows you how much REM you've been having, so how much dream sort of state you're in. And I was dreaming all through that Kundalini practice, which is really weird. I thought my watch would have thought I was awake. Because we're moving around a bit, it's kundalini yoga, but um, it was actually thinking I was in deep sleep, like REM. So I thought that was so strange. But um, even since we stopped doing that practice, that 40-day practice, I've still been dreaming heaps and dreaming about clients, friends, family. Uh, And especially since Stab was in and out of hospital, I was dreaming a lot of health stuff. I was dreaming about my dad a lot um and a lot of future stuff and i really feel like that kundalini practice we did for the 40 days awakened that you know the dreaming and premonitions and um things like that more because i've always had that but sometimes it happens more than other times um so while dad was sick and um, my um you know i really kicked in and i feel like that's what really got me to the hospital to raise the alarm because i did feel like there was something not quite right there i didn't know because i hadn't been there um after that three weeks you know was up i said went there on that sunday and i walked in and i was just like wow there's just something not right here and that was based on some dreams i had been having and um dad actually told me that he feels like i saved his life and i know that sounds pretty big and dramatic but he does because he couldn't speak he was uh, so drugged up on everything that he couldn't even talk anymore so Unless I kind of went there, because as I said, mum was you know pretty passive, and um, my husband's not a big one for speaking up either. So really, I'm kind of the voice, and I feel like I had to kind of say something, and raise the alarm, and I'm really glad I did. Um, and about the blood clots, you know, finding the blood clots, I guess through my Reiki ability, um, also sort of really helped him out. So you know, I'm just really grateful. Um, and I guess you know, the gift that I have is that inner knowing, or you know, the intuition and that's kind of the eyes in the back of your head that which tell you get to the hospital now you know sort this thing out um and i'm really glad that i sort of paid attention to that
1: it's um i'm really grateful you paid attention to Mm. that too because it's it's um that you've got to trust yourself you've got to trust your intuition um and you know especially when you're i mean you're very close with your dad's so mm. very connected you, you don't want to you know not trust yourself
0: i would have had regret big time yeah, <laughs> big time because he absolutely. wouldn't still be here yeah yeah
1: so um and how is he now
0: yeah good back home walking um yeah, yeah. their little dog was a bit unwell so they took him into the vet and they had to have a little operation on him but he actually survived it because I was just gonna say, like, if he doesn't, if it's not looking good, he had a growth on his bowel. If it wasn't looking good, Dad just said, "Let him go, like, don't prolong it." But um, he pulled through it, and he's good. And I just didn't want to have the double up, I guess, of you know Jack not being well and and potentially dying, and then Dad just going out of hospital. So I'm really glad that um, little Jack pulled through. But yeah, Dad's doing a lot better.
1: I'm glad to hear. Mm. Lots of love, lots of love to him and the family.
0: Yeah, thank and you. Love.
1: Um, I just want to say though um, I found that lately there seems to be an increase in dreams and the messages that they're holding are really empowering, Mm. um, for myself as well. I did have, you know, lots of sort of dreams coming through when we were doing the Kundalani, Mm. um, but just in this last week, I've just had some crazy stuff going on crazy stuff. I said to myself, I, I had a dream actually, um, about an ex like and i'm talking like teenage ex, mm-hmm. sort of you know teenage young beginning you know young adult late teens mm. um and i had a dream about him the other night and he was there and i was just sort of chatting to him and what have you and then i found in the dream that he had deceived me in the dream and i was just like see this is why this this is why this is why we're not together because you can't be trusted
0: so do you and think that was that the was truth my it's dream. Like- do you think that was a, like, that was a truth? Like, that actually happened or?
1: Well, he, he did. He was very deception. He did deceive me when we were um, going out all wow.
0: that years ago.
1: But now in the dream it sort of came back and, like, a, um, you know, as, as I was talking to you about starting to do a bit more shadow work, getting rid of different things and energies and things like that, mm. um, I'm having a lot of these really and really um, vivid dreams. Wow. So, yeah. Um, not that anything was going on with my ex. It was just a conversation I had with him. <laughs> yeah. But we're in like this massive public place. There were elevators and it just looked like some sort of um, like a spacey sort of thing. Everything was sort of warped in the dream except for what I was focused on. It was really cool, really interesting. Um,
0: bringing it so, up, hey? That's awesome.
1: Yeah, bringing it up, bringing it up and letting it go. It was really good. But in the dream, it was just flat out. This is why we're not together because i could not trust you
0: wow it all makes sense isn't that fantastic
1: crazy crazy amazing crazy
0: yeah it's good to bring it to the (laughs) surface um beck recently and look we are going to get into the dalai lama because i did sort of allude to that um that we will be talking about Mm -hmm. that because i really love the philosophy and all of those things but I was just going to put in here that I actually um, really recently on the 7th of August, it was a Sunday and I was watching The Masked Singer and I had a song on, and Olivia Newton-John song. And I said to Jason, oh, Olivia Newton-John, blah, blah, blah. And then I was went, you know what, I feel like she might have died. Uh, and Jason's like, oh, that's a bit, a bit negative, a bit sad. And I was like, well, I just feel like something's happened there. It's weird. And the next day um, he sent me a message going um Olivia Newton John and I'm like what and he's like yeah and so that was the night before but I was thinking about this Beck because the interesting thing is that she stepped out kind of around the time of that Lionsgate so that was the seventh of the eighth when I felt it the eighth of the eighth is when we were all talking about it like the news came through mm. but that's the Lionsgate portal uh, and when that's open the veil is thinner Um, and I always felt like, I don't know if you feel like this as well, but I always felt like Olivia had this almost angelic quality about her. Um, and I really feel like, um, her chosen time of ascension reflects that. And I feel like her soul actually chose that date. I feel like that was very chosen. I think that was very, um, deliberate and that she hasn't ascended. I feel like she has, she had such a big impact. And I really feel like, you know, princess and people like that, you know, they're real humanitarians. Um, She obviously had her cancer battles before the last, you know, cancer battle that claimed her life, but she'd had a cancer battle before that. She'd done a lot. I mean, I remember she went to the Great Wall of China and walked that to raise money and awareness for cancer. Uh, And a lot of other celebrities did that with her. And um, that was her, that was led by her though, you know, in her battle to um, really raise awareness. And I'm pretty sure she was going through treatment at the time when she was doing that. Um, I'm positive she was. And I just really feel like she had a lot of um, an impact. And For me, you know, being the age that I am, I mean, I grew up with Grease Lightning. I grew up with, um, you know, Olivia John and John Travolta and, you know, Grease. I mean, that has to be one of the biggest influential, most memorable movies of all time. And she was an Australian, like in a movie like that with all these Americans. And it's like, wow, you know. What an amazing um, achievement for this, um, you know, lady from down under. I was so, so impressed. And, um, yeah, I just feel like she met, left a big impact on my life, but I do feel like it was deliberate, you know, the timing. I just thought how unusual to step out at that time.
1: It's, um, yeah, it is. It was very sad news. It was it was actually kind of like, what,
0: what? Mm.
1: It's just one of those things where you're like, I've just got to look this up. Did this really happen? It's mm. like fake news is this what's going on here it was a bit of a shock you never expect
0: certain people to go i think
1: no that's right and i mean she did she had such an angelic voice and she was just you know one of those people you just feel like you're safe with yeah
0: yep very maternal very very mother energy
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely gorgeous i've just popped um the link up in the show notes for the ascended master for claire east they're her cards that i drew before Ah, oh, beautiful um so i've I've just popped the link in there i hope it's in there because i tend to do that but not really do it i don't think i save it when i put some links in
0: <laughs> oh okay that might be the problem yeah because <laughs> often beck's like be i my, put it in there and problem. i'm like
1: mm, i put it in there i didn't say can't see anything maybe, yeah, yeah. Not sure what's going on there so, um, and I think, um, do we want to start talking um, about the Dalai Lama now? Uh,
0: I more? don't think I've got it in my notes yet. <laughs> I will in a second. I haven't yet, but yeah, welcome, welcome to talk yeah. about if you want to. <laughs> Did you want me oh, to continue? I was
1: waiting for you. I was oh, waiting
0: for you. You haven't said anything yet, Rebecca. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll uh, I'll take over. Um, <laughs> all right. So recently, it's funny because I um I actually dreamt recently that I uh, this was the same as a Dalai Lama dream that I had. Mm. I dreamt that someone who's a writer, maybe a journalist or something, would die. Someone who was a writer, basically, someone who's well known. And the next day I saw that a well-known TV script writer had died and there was a bunch of celebrities paying tribute and I'm on Instagram. So I saw all these sort of tributes popping up and I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. Um, and I don't know if that's the person that I was going to be talking about, but I just, it just was some awareness that so this person was like a writer, writer, well-known. And then I saw these celebrities paying tribute to this person. I hadn't even heard of them. Um, but I guess, you know, within the celebrity circles, um, they were well known. So I don't know if that was what my dream was about, but, um, it's just, again, a lot of premonitions coming through the same night. There was this real awareness in me. And when I woke up, I sort of was like, yeah, I've got to talk about this. Um, but I just had this awareness that Dalai Lama was preparing for his transition. And I will say here that I did go to see him, but, got stuck in traffic and I never made it. So he was at the Brisbane Entertainment Center and I drove from the Gold Coast to see him and I yeah, got stuck in an accident and couldn't get there. So I was devastated. And I also went to Dharamshala. So he lives in India now, um, in Dharamshala. And um, I went there to meet him. And uh, when we went there, he had a um, some sort of political thing come up and he had to go to another country to sort that out so i never got to meet him which is really unfortunate so it's almost like we just kept um sort of crossing almost crossing paths and it never quite happened we did meet his um right hand man his um chief advisor um so that was really amazing we went to where he lives but um, just didn't get to meet him which is a shame because there's a fundraiser we we're doing and you know all raising money for the kids and stuff like that so it would have been amazing but it uh, didn't happen but anyway i had this dream and so um i really feel like he's preparing for his transition and looking for a replacement so, I felt like the search for his replacement was made more difficult due to the unrest in Tibet. And I've been interested in this since I was a young person. Like, since I was a kid, I was always interested in China and Tibet and what's going on there and the political, you know, arguments and to and fro. But uh, the current Dalai Lama fled from Tibet to India um, due to that unrest. And that was a, something like 60 years ago, around that. So, quite a long time ago. Now, after I had this dream, I woke up and I found a news article which was written by the ABC. Uh, which actually outlines exactly what I was dreaming about. And it turns out that his birthday, and I didn't know this, but the birthday of the Dalai Lama was um, late July. We're in August at the moment. And uh, he actually turned 87, which was really amazing. So um, quite a significant milestone. And I guess that got everyone sort of thinking about, you know, his longevity. And um, I think the Dalai Lama actually said he feels like he's going to live to about 113 So who knows if that's actually going to happen. Uh, But at the moment, he does require a lot of assistance to get around. Um, He can't walk very well on his own. And um, I just love this, Beck, I actually found this little um, uh, kind of in the article that I was uh, posted into the show notes. I've actually got a link in there. But it's believed the Dalai Lama is the human manifestation of a being who has attained Nirvana. So I will go into more about the selection of the Dalai Lama and how that happens because maybe not everyone knows that but he's a human manifestation of a being who has attained nirvana. And that's kind of what I feel about Olivia. Not exactly that, but that she is very angelic. She is very ascended. She is very developed in um, as a soul. Now, the Dalai Lama, the belief is that he's attained nirvana, but he's released from the cycle of life, death, and suffering. So what that means is he basically just keeps kind of reincarnating but very quickly so it doesn't go through the whole process of death in the way that someone dies and their soul goes up there and then they hang out there and do a bit of you know reassessment and study and counseling and whatever they do he just goes straight into another energy and no one else does that that's a belief so um he doesn't have to go through that cycle that we all go through uh he's continuing to live on earth for the compassion of other beings so the purpose of the dalai lama is to live on earth the compassion of other beings so to i guess uh, make us more compassionate you know to make us think about our actions a little bit more um the link as i said to that um article is in the show notes and it really fitted in perfectly with the uh, dream that i have
1: um <clears throat> i've got a couple of quotes here from the dalai lama that i sort of really really inspire me Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) really inspire me and I just want to put them um, I'm not going to draw affirmation cards today I've already done a card draw but um, so the first one is the goal is not to be better than the other man but your previous self wow which is just really it's just so inspiring Isn't it? Um, because it, it really, you know, makes you sort of stop and think, you know, what are we here for? It's just to better ourselves and, and that says it all. It's not to be better than the other man but your previous self. And then the second one which you you um, were sort of uh, resonated with me while you were talking there is that our prime purpose in this life is to help others.
0: Mm. And
1: if you can't help them, at least don't hurt them.
0: Wow, and when
1: you were talking about compassion, yeah. Um, so I think they're just, you know, two. There's certainly millions of quotes out there, <laughs> mm. hundreds and hundreds of quotes out there. Um, but it's just, I think they're two that really stick out for me.
0: That second one's very reminds me of Animal very much, and I remember when I went to was it Nepal or India. it might have been india we went to a temple and that's the trip that i saw the dalai lama on always meant to and um we went to a temple and it was a buddhist temple because i was sort of used to going to a lot of yeah it was india because it was um hindu there were a lot of hindus uh, a lot of hindu temples and whenever you went there they were doing sacrifices or slitting goats necks they were just yeah, it was a lot of blood it was it was pretty full on um and for someone who is vegetarian at that point now vegan i was like that's very confronting um, but I, you know, it's their culture, it's their belief. I've got to accept that and, and move on, but it just was very confronting for me. All the blood and bloodthirst and, you know, shedding and oh my gosh. So when I went to this other temple, I was like, all right, guys, just need to check. Cause we went through the grounds and there were rabbits, little white rabbits in a, um, a pen. And I'm looking out there and I'm going, okay, now what sort of temple is this? And the guides were going, this is a Buddhist temple. And I was like, hallelujah. Amen. That's brilliant. Um, because I was just thinking, oh, gee we are they going to slaughter these rabbits? Are they making them as sacrifices? And they were like, no, it's Buddhist. And I was like, excellent. Um, so that's when I realized, and you know, when I was at school, I was very interested in Buddhist um, philosophy. We did a lot of different religions at school and, you know, I've dated a Muslim for four and a half years. So I'm sort of across, I guess, a few different things, not in any great detail, but I find it interesting. I'm a bit of a seeker and I like to, you know, know what that is. Uh and what's going on there. But that's what just triggered that with me, Beck, was um that card was all about the animal um energy. That's what I thought thaw- thought of. Anyway, did I cut you off? You still going or no? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 Excellent.
0: So thinking
1: about those poor little bunnies.
0: Oh, good, yeah. Um, so was I. said <laughs> it was buddhist so that was awkward. they sure they lived to a ripe old age. Um now, Beck, the Dalai Lama, and I really love this, um, says that peace must start with the individual, with compassion for one's fellow human beings. So what I love about that is that everything that I've been sort of dreaming about lately has been going into battle. Everything's about going to battle. You can see the angels with their, you know, armor on and we're going to battle. And it's been pretty intense energy. But what I want and what I guess we're all aiming for is peace, you know, and that's understanding. I mean, that can only come with understanding, can only come with compassion. If you're compassion for every living being, we wouldn't have war, we wouldn't have atrocities like we do. So I guess, you know, that message um, isn't uniquely Buddhist. Um, but you know, isn't it beautiful and the Dalai Lama, I mean, um, all major religions teach practice of compassion. You know, this is, this is a truth and this is what he says. Um, all major religions teach practice of compassion, love, forgiveness, tolerance. The process of looking for the Dalai Lama though, um, is all about, um, you know, looking for someone who recognizes his objects or his possessions. And I just wanted to talk about this because I think this is really interesting And this is what my dream was about. So what they do, Beck, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but they actually go around and there's a few different things they use to kind of guide them, which I'll talk about in a sec. But they take the possessions, so the current Dalai Lama's possessions to who they think is going to be the replacement, and they see if the child recognizes it. So sometimes it'll be a baby. Sometimes it'll be a little baby. Um, Sometimes it'll be a young child um, who might be able to communicate. Um, But they want to see if they recognize the possessions because they're they're their own possessions. So ideally they should. Um, But, yeah, the current Dalai Lama was 10 when he was discovered um, and wished away to his family. You just imagine this. I mean, when I was in India and Nepal, really, we went to a lot of monasteries and there were young children there. And I was sort of saying to them, geez, you know, these these kids are very young um, in these monasteries. And they said, yeah, the parents um, often send them here because they don't have a lot of money. And they send them there to have, I guess, a good upbringing. And, um, and then you see these people as adults, these monks, and that's what they started from. They were just taken there because, I guess, the families didn't have a lot of money. And they end up, you know, being there for the rest of their lives, really, which is super interesting. So the Dalai Lama was whisked away when he was only 10, um, left, the fa- left the family, go there. Uh, a lot of the time they don't really visit the family. Um, I think the families maybe allowed to visit, but I don't know in the situation with the Dalai Lama or not. Um, but he's the oldest Dalai Lama to actually serve. So all his predecessors only lived into their 30s um, and then died, which is young, you know, that's that's very young. So he's actually the oldest, you know, surviving. Um, and with the replacement, as I was saying, um, he can be ID by the Dalai Lama himself, which I found a bit confusing because if that's a reincarnation kind of thing, it seems odd that he could identify his replacement while he's still alive. But I guess that's why he's not in that cycle of life because he doesn't have to die and go through the whole process of you know death and then rebirth and coming to the body and la la la. So I don't quite understand that, but that's what that's what they say is that he can actually identify his own replacement. So he's actually helping with the search. He's actually involved in the search. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But the other way is that either that or he dies. So with his predecessors, obviously they were all in their thirties and they weren't uh, probably looking at a replacement in their thirties. So they they all passed away. But I was reading about one of the people who um, was a predecessor of the Dalai Lama, the current Dalai Lama. And what actually happened was he died while he was sort of seated and his head was pointing in a particular direction when he died. And there was also, this is very weird, but a fungus was growing around him, which actually looked like a map. So they followed the map of the fungus. This is the truth. And the guy's head, the way that his head was facing, and they found his replacement that way. Oh my gosh. I know. I was reading this and I'm going, this is the most interesting thing that I have ever read ever. I mean, you really cool. This These are the things. I mean, what else are they looking at? I mean, there's, you know, there's not a lot else to go on. Um, the guy's dead. They can't get any more information out of him. So they use the fungus because it looked like a map um, and they found the person. So, you know, I just thought that was really, really amazing. I've never heard anything like that before.
1: Well, it's, um, it kind of, wow, <laughs> that's, that is amazing. That is so cool. Um, but it kind of like brings a new next level to when we're always telling everyone,
0: mm.
1: look out for signs,
0: Yeah, <laughs> trust really. your
1: instincts, look out for signs, because yeah. that's just like, you know, um, and I guess, you know, at that level, it um, it's amazing. It's magic. Mm. like not yeah. magic but it's magic it's magical the the connection that they can have
0: yeah i mean how else would you find them once they're passed i mean there's no other yeah. way to um ask them the question unless um and i don't believe in mediumship i don't think i don't really know much no. about that no, no, i haven't no. read for a buddhist person yet so um mm-hmm. but yeah i just love the whole peace aspect of you know the dalai lama Watch um, out, Michelle.
1: What's, the, what's the next few weeks gonna bring you then what do you mean <laughs> You
0: said you haven't read for a Buddhist yet. Oh, right, yeah. okay. What oh, yes, way. when we say the things that we, <laughs> yeah, it's not that I don't want to, it's just that I actually haven't. Um, but, yeah, I just, I love his whole persona, and I was actually reading that, um, you know, the, the personality of the Buddha, uh, the Dalai Lama, is all determined, it's all written, um, that he will be really jolly, he'll have a sense of humour, um, gets along with everybody, apart from the Chinese government, um, but everyone else um but really who does get along with them um but yeah it's just you know i've got to be very careful i guess what we say but uh there has been a lot um, of interesting stuff there and in that article they're actually talking about the chinese were saying that the replacement dalai lama must come from china that's what the chinese government said because they're in control of tibet they've taken over tibet and they said that the replacement um dalai lama must come from china because they want to control them that's the problem with uh this dalai lama because he escaped and went to india And they've got no control over him. And obviously, I mean, he walks, he travels the world, you know, preaching peace. Yeah. And uh, that's why he left, because uh, he wasn't safe, you know, living where he was living. And now they're saying, well, the replacement has to come from China. And that's it. So, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like. And I don't know um, what, you know, the Dalai Lama, current Dalai Lama and his uh, supporters are going to do. But, uh, yeah, I, I doubt very much. Well, you never know, but I doubt very much whether it's going to be from women in China. So there's recommendations for them to sort of look outside of that area, and I do feel like probably that's going to be the situation. But, um, yes, it's very interesting, isn't it? It's very big contrast between China, which is a very big powerhouse and a lot bigger than Tibet. Tibet's tiny, but um, it's like the divine masculine and feminine. It's like the two opposing forces, really, yin-yang, yeah. you know? Um, but let me tell you, I mean, I think a lot of people really, very few people follow the Chinese sort of communist philosophy outside of China. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all kind of within China. It's all contained with that. And you come out of that. And it's like Buddhist, I mean, everyone, you know, Dalai Lama reaches everyone, you know, he was, he was really accessible. He's accessible. He's just a little bit older now. But, um, you know, it's just a real big contrast for me. And, um, you know, the Buddhist philosophy is acceptance. You know, I say that to a lot of people. It's just accept everything. Everyone can act with the knowledge and wisdom and have the time. That's all they can do. It's really about forgiveness. And as I said, you know, if everyone had that philosophy walking around um, this planet, we wouldn't have as much unrest as we do. It just wouldn't be the case.
1: And, I mean, I used to think that, you um, you know the dalai lama came from like he was in the temples and was was sort of um
0: inaccessible
1: inaccessible and was you know, but was sort of you know kind of like mm. i know it you know it's like comparing apples and oranges mm. here, but you know you've got the royal family and they're there and they're raised a certain way and they're they're taught to 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 be like this and to do this and to do this and i thought that was the same sort of thing originally that was Mm. my perspective on it because I, i didn't have a lot of information um and that's that was the thing so that they were sort of in here they went through their their meditation and their personal journeys and all those sorts of things and then eventually you know were chosen or selected as as this but um in the reality of it they can come, and this is what you were saying, you know, anything could happen. But the reality is that a lot of them, um, a lot of the time, it's a humble farmer with like his barley crops or that sort of family background that, you know, just sort of came, come here through, through the, through the cycles unassuming. and come here, unassuming been there and just it just like you said it's it's
0: pre-written
1: mm. so it'd be easy it would be very interesting to to see
0: mm. yeah wealth has nothing to do with it and i think that's all part of the philosophy yeah. is that yeah. you know it's a regular joe blow kid or baby um all of them were installed as babies and um mm-hmm. yeah it's quite amazing that a little um Baby can sort of indicate that yes, they're the next incarnation of the Dalai Lama. Um, I recognize my little rattle and different things. And yeah, I just find it's so amazing how they identify them. Just blows my mind. Um, the reason I wanted to bring the Dalai Lama into the conversation today, Beck, is that he just seems like the happiest person on the planet. And whenever I've sort of seen him, he's always joking, he's always cracking jokes, he's very funny. Um, he appeared on MasterChef for crying out loud, Australia. And I just sort of thought, wow, this guy, he's like everywhere. He just seems really accessible. And, you know, I mean, compared to the royal family, I mean, you sort of see them sort of popping up all over the place as well and making appearances and, and things like that. But there is a lot of control as well. And I guess at the Dalai Lama, he's got a lot of assistance and things to a degree, but I just feel like what you see is what you get, and I, I do feel like that. Whereas with the British royal family, I think that um, – you know, I guess they're a good example because they're probably the most prominent is that a lot of it is, um, you know, keeping up appearances. There's a lot of persona and training, as Beck said. So um, I remember the uh, the Dalai Lama actually joked that um, he could be replaced by a woman because they were talking about your replacements, his replacements. And I think it was a journalist who was interviewing him. And he joked that he could be replaced by a woman. But if he was, she would have to be very good looking. And I was like, that is great. I love that. Because I was quite <laughs> shocked. I was like, a woman? And then he was like, but she would have be very good looking. And I was like, that's hilarious. So um, it's interesting that the gender thing, because I did sort of um, allude to that earlier, that a lot of this is sort of the battle, you know, divine masculine and feminine, you know, certainly in this lifetime um, in that we're living in is a lot of those big battles, you know, yin-yang. And um, isn't it interesting that he sort of threw that out there? A lot of people thought that was quite controversial, that, ooh, a woman, ooh, you know, because um, it hasn't been a woman before, it's all been men.
1: But, but he's like, what well, is going on? What? In the world today, though, what is going on in the world today? What do you mean? There is so much on gender equality. Ah, there is yeah. so much on different, you know. it's
0: Misogynists, just, the Me Too movement. Everything.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Everything. So, mm. you know maybe that was a bit of tongue in cheek. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, yeah. Michelle?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's um interesting, but also just, you know, his sunny outlook on life, you know, I think that his little face just lights up the room and you just think, wow. And I mean, I've been in a lot of um monasteries, a lot of um met a lot of Buddhist kind of monks. And um I do feel like I was a Buddhist monk in a past life. I've seen, that. I've actually had memories of it. And I see, I have seen that past life running along with my little sandals on. So I know that I was that. And then that's why I think I really resonate with it. You know, Confucius and all of that. Um, it's like, or well, not Confucius, what's that book? Siddhartha. Um, which is, um, you know, really good book. Actually, I might put that into the links. Um, but it's the way, the peaceful warrior, that's another really good book. And, um, I might actually chuck that in the show notes as well, while I'm talking about it. But, yeah, there's a lot of great um, great reads out there and it's all about just acceptance and, as I said, you know, in your own life. I mean, so many people walk around and they're like, oh, you know, um, life's so hard and nothing's working out for me and people are annoying and why are people so annoying and I don't want to go outside my house. And it's like, well, you know, um, it's like um, it's, it's really different when you just kind of go, you know what, um, that's your truth and that's okay and it's yeah. not my truth. And just really um, accepting that. Um, and I think that's really important. And uh, I will put a link to the Siddhartha yes. in the show notes if you haven't read it. It's amazing, really great book. Uh, I read about that very, very long time ago. Um, and it kind of is in alignment with what we're talking about at the moment, kind of about Buddha and how it came about and things like that. So I'll put a link into the show notes for that. And the other book that I mentioned was Other Way with the Peace of Warrior. Which is another really good, um, really good read. So, um, that was all I wanted to say there. Beck, have you got anything before we finish up that you wanted to? Mention? I don't have
1: anything else
0: to add. <laughs> Amazing. So, what I thought about doing next time, Beck, and just see, I'll uh, have a feel into this and see if that sort of resonates. But what I thought we might do is talk about our um, spirit team, maybe, because I feel like um, they're working very, very hard behind the scenes all the time with the work that Becca and I do. And I thought it might be good to maybe have a little bit of a look at that. Um, the spirit team, I know we've sort of talked about identifying, you know, spirit team members and things like that. Um, but I was sort of reminded of the importance of the spirit team with the guardian angel, you know, um, if you look at the guardian angel aspect and when we're feeling alone and feeling cut off and isolated, that um, the guardians are sort of around. And when we find the feathers, you know, that's a sign that they're sort of hanging around a little bit. And people are very or seem to be very interested in all of that. So I thought that might be a nice one. Another sort of uplifting one, um, really positive one to look at. Um, How do you feel about that? Does that sort of feel good to you?
1: I think that would sound
0: pretty cool. All right. Well, let's have a look at that. And uh, when we come back, when we reconvene, um, Beck, that's been a really great episode once again. I feel like a lot of good content in there.
1: Yeah, amazing. And thank you very much because I've, I've actually learned a lot myself today.
0: Well, that's the idea <laughs> the of it. In the episode as well. That's the idea of it. If Someone we're not teaching happens. anyone, then what's the point?
1: That's right. That's exactly right. Lots of love to everyone out there.
0: Absolutely. And uh, we will talk to you next week. That's really weird, Bec.